Hello, everyone. Welcome to Just Gaming Things, episode 37. And welcome again. We bring you as an all queer perspective on video games, gaming news, nerdy stuff every Saturday live on twitch.tv slash just gaming things at 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then potentially the next day or as soon as possible on YouTube and your favorite podcast services. My name is Koga Jangles. And with me, I have Jam. Hi, hello, I'm here. And we have Project Ruby. Hello, here we are. 37 episodes. Like when you said that, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> we really we are really we're really doing we're really that. out here. We made but this decision. When did we first weeks? decide this? Was it like when? September? October, ooh, uh, ooh. Like September, October? Like time. Yeah. We missed exactly we one week because we were reacting to E3 stuff. But still, thirty-seven episodes is huge. I mean, technically, we didn't miss a week because we were still here. We were live. That's true. We were, and we were posting. We were doing all the stuff. Oh my goodness! It's been a blast, everybody. Honestly, thank you so much for watching and listening to our our episodes, Wild. to our clownery, to our rants. Which you know, I might as well just get us started with some with some clownery. Go ahead. In a good Do way. It. In a good way, because um, rumor has it there's a Final Fantasy IX animated series coming to us. So hmm. apparently, there is a um, a studio in Paris that has um, striked a deal. Stroke. Stroke. Striked. Stroke. 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 Well, that's the word. <laughs> we'll fig we figured it out. We got we got it. We got it. You know, I think, I think it, str it struck a deal, but I can't help but laugh at the word stroke. I, I, yeah, I well, sometimes well, my accent comes out in ways that makes us laugh, uh, and we love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there is apparently a, a an animated series adaptation of Final Fantasy IX for apparently the target audience is 8 to 13 year olds. We all know that's not the only target audience that's going to be tuning in for that. Um, apparently the series uh, is going to begin production towards the end of this year and it should begin um, airing in 2022. Very, very exciting. Um, I mean... I will try to pull up some footage as we are like talking about this of uh, Final Fantasy IX for people who are not familiar with it. Um, but in my humble opinion, if there's a Final Fantasy series that, uh, if there's a particular game in the Final Fantasy series that could use or that it would make sense to have an animated series, I feel like Final Fantasy IX would be it. Um, just because it's it's already kind of like it's not really cartoony, but the characters are like chibis, and it's it's probably the most yeah. like mm -hmm. children friendly visually, right? You know, there there may be there may be themes that are maybe a little bit heavy that I'm very interested to see how they're gonna adapt to you know uh, an audience. But um, yeah, what do what do y'all think? Uh, I. I think I agree with that. I feel like um, the I, I feel like Final Fantasy IX kind of is in that space to have that kind of 
uh, storytelling in terms of like an animated series. Um, and I think Final Fantasy is one of those ones where you could kind of do that in general because like there is this like long meandering story that kind of goes along through each game, like within each game that allows you to kind of have this like, and I think animated series really benefit from the length of them if they're really long. Um, and so I think that that could be good. Um, I would be interested to watch it. I think, you know, I think I could probably get more into Final Fantasy as an animated series than I have been able to get into it as a video game series. Um, and and like you said, the character models are kind of right for that. And I think that's the, the big thing. Um, what do you think, Koga? Um, I think it's pretty interesting that they're um, going with this one. I know they've tried to, like, do, like, an anime before. There was Final Fantasy Unlimited and that, that'll never heard the most positive things about that but i think if they're going like off of a game that people already like know and it's been from my understanding been very rare received i think it'll it should be able to work very well um i unfortunately have not gotten around to playing final fantasy 9 yet i have it so i, I get you know 50 percent of the points but i'll probably watch it maybe like i guess after i play it or it depends maybe before it's just that i haven't gotten around to it yet but i do think like, I like that they're going to go with this one, and from what I've seen, at least out of, you know, the designs of the characters and whatnot, if they had to pick one, I think that would be just the best one that would be a bit yeah. more, more kid-friendly between the ages of 8 and 13. So I think with this one, they've probably... One of the better choices that they could have went with. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's also very refreshing to see a game get represented from the Final Fantasy series that is not, like, either a, a new, a brand new game, or seven <laughs> if we're gonna be honest because uh that game you know definitely i get it we get it we understand why final fantasy 7 is so you know popular and why it's always so representative of the series i feel like there's mm -hmm. so many people that whenever you say final fantasy they just even if they don't think of cloud they think of the huge ass sword they probably think of the belts they think yeah. of the zippers and and all the of that. The long hair, Sephiroth. Right, yeah. right, exactly. So it's exciting to see, like, a different series. It's definitely one of those, like, headlines that I was like, ooh, hold on a second. This is actually pretty interesting. We're doing something different. Um, so I just, I just hope they get it right uh, as far as, like, the animation style. I hope they don't really, um, you know, like tone it down too much because i think that's always like a little bit of a fear whenever people try to cater to a younger audience they try to like you know water things down to a point where it's like okay there's really no content here like you're just you just <laughs> think that children can't are incapable of understanding a story uh which is not the case especially if the target audience is like teens and stuff like that i think it could it could do really well um I also wonder, I think a, a, a part of its success or lack thereof would probably have to do with distribution. Um, because if this comes to like a Netflix situation, then I can see it be like huge. But um, mm -hmm. it depends on how they go about that. So I'm very, very intrigued. Yeah. I feel like animated series have been doing well on Netflix, so that might be where they target it, right? Because Netflix has been great for that recently. Right. Um, especially video game-related animated series. Sorry, Koga. 
you were going to say something and I... Well, you're fine. Oh, yeah, I do hope that they do put it on Netflix because Netflix seems to be good at just putting them all there and not having to, like, wait, like, a week or two weeks, something like that. So just one thing I liked about when they do Castlevania, um, which is probably uh-huh. one of the only things that I watch because I don't watch a lot of Netflix, is that when it's up, it's all there. So I can just sit and watch the entire thing. So I think if they put it on there, that'd be great if people just want to just watch the entire thing, maybe in one sitting and things like that. But I mean, if they, if it's, I mean, if they put it on television, which I'm not sure, I don't watch much television. If they're going to do it weekly, just please don't skip a week because of something like a dog show or something, please. (laughs) I've had to experience that nonsense and I'm like, turn this off. Oh no. I get that. I get that. That's like one of the most disappointing things from like, you know, when you have to watch, like, something on TV, on actual TV, and you're like, oh, yeah, I just sat through all these commercials, and then it's not going to air because of something that happened. It's so tragic. Yeah. Especially because sometimes they don't make it clear that it's not coming on that week. They're like, it comes on, that like, the other thing comes on, and they're just like, oh, yeah, instead of your regularly scheduled programming... Here's a dog competition. And I'm like, I don't need that. Please and thank you. <laughs> right? So rude. So rude. Uh, yeah, shall we move on to our next story? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. We can. Uh, which one do we want to do? Uh, I think the... What let's go into... We had we had some good news. So let's do one that's like real bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> balance it out and then we'll go back to good that sounds Maybe. good to be i don't know yeah. yeah um yeah and and we could talk about the problematic nature of america so <laughs> there was a press event for the new sniper ghost warrior game uh contra uh, sniper ghost contract 2 um and it was how you say very problematic so they invited the um uh, the press to come and they usually, for these press events, for the announcements of some of these games, especially like war games, they typically take them to places where they can kind of like reenact some of the things and play games and those kinds of things, which it's already weird taking people places to shoot guns, right? You know, we do it digitally, mm-hmm. real guns, a little, little problematic sometimes for me personally. But basically, one of the writers basically said it shows how much America tries to make you hate arab peoples and um it was it was very um like going through the article and seeing the setup that they had and all of that like they had tables with like fake rotting meat making it seem like these people eat filth there was a trump 2020 the revenge tour flag and it just left a bad taste in the person's mouth and they were like i wanted to leave but I stayed so I could write a story about how awful it was. And that's pretty much all this story was about, was how how much it put, um, left a bad taste in their mouth and made it very much clear that like, when it comes to games about war, American developers stick with the idea that like, Arab peoples are like inhumane or like not really good people. And it's like, re- it just, I, it, I get why they felt the way that they did. Like, look at this. Like, why? Why? 
Yeah, there's no there's no logical reason to do that because I think when, especially when you think about like a a press event that has like an interactive factor to it, you you probably would think of like something that's like fun. Yeah. Something that's like a good experience for everybody, something that wouldn't potentially be triggering. Um, yeah. And this is like, what is your target audience? Like, because it's one thing to be like, okay, we're doing this in a game and, you know, it's it doesn't have any real life consequences because it's a game. But then when you kind of take things and you make an event that is very like this, you're kind of bringing the game's problematic nature into real life and then you can make a, a comment about how that has an impact and I don't know if they made a, a comment of because usually people's responses to this is like oh this is just to show how bad it is or whatever but um, I just I, I don't I, I don't really think that this is appropriate uh, it's not appropriate to begin with to have games that have these themes that are kind of like, you know, anti-Arab propaganda or yeah. anti-literally most cultures. Um, yeah. But it's like, ooh, why? No. Who who thought about that and was like, you know what? This is a great idea. I'm sure everyone's going to have a great time. <laughs> yeah. Whoever that I, was, fire them. I have... <laughs> No idea. And the the revenge tour? What? <laughs> what? What? Exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I really don't. I don't... You would think, again, that someone there would be like, this isn't a good idea. And then it blows up. And then they're like, oh, this wasn't a good idea. <laughs> um, they did issue an, an apology. Um... But I mean, it's kind of too late for that. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. at this point, it should be like you know, you can't you can't be making games what, like that. When it's like, again, like it's already problematic that like we we already deal with the fact that like every war game since 2011 focused on any like focused on Middle Eastern countries and Middle Eastern and Arab peoples, right? That was like the focus of any war game that came out during that time. If a war game didn't focus on that, it was like, oh, thank you, right? Now it's just like, at this point, we're in 2021. Can we, like, you know, Battlefield's going with Future War and like trying to do something different, and we still yeah. have people doing this at this point, right? Like, it's like, even I think some of the bigger people and like, I've never played the sniper ghost series, so I don't really know much about it, but like at least in even the bigger ones that like were very bad for doing that have figured out that they need to move on past this and you have not. And like, I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm it's mind boggling that you would still be doing this in 2021, but also it's 2021 and people don't want to believe that we're still in the middle of a panorama. So, you know what? You know, Anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's time to like just move on from that. I mean, we can you can still make, you know, games like you know, we know like shooting shooters of that nature, but yeah. um, it's time to like move on from, you know, that type of thing. And it's well, it's doable. Like people like I don't know like I'm not a battle it. yeah, like I'm not a battlefield person, but that trailer was kind of lit. And at least yeah. they're doing something different. 
And I'm like, you can you can do that without doing stuff like that. Like, we don't need to be making games about that. Like, making it to work. Like, we're just trying to make another country, another race be like the bad guy. We don't need Which another the, one. Like in the past, yeah. of World War Two and all that. Like, fuck, we've we've been there. Right. Like, let's move on and do something different. And I think especially with like shit is still going on it's not like we're talking about oh oh what if this war happened or what if this thing happened like it's very much public not public information necessarily but like it's in the news everywhere like you know the tensions between like america and the middle east and stuff like that and it's like why why would you want to like be like oh you know what would be a fun theme for a fun video game like a very serious and real thing that's going on in real life with real people that are still going through these struggles right it's like why would you want to do that like why would you want to perpetuate that stigma it's not like you're playing as the people who you know are usually antagonized and you're kind of reclaiming that or you're kind of like seeing their perspective or raising awareness for a specific thing it's like no you're just mm-hmm. you're just kind of like perpetuating you're just kind of being like oh yeah you, you just i don't i don't know how someone can like watch the news turn off their television and be like you know it would be fun if we took that and we put that in a game like i don't like, i it's so weird to me Exactly. And this is why I this is why my war game of choice will be Halo, because they constantly are fighting an alien species mm-hmm. out in space, right? They're like, Oh, like it's this thing of like general human survival, right? Like and, and like even though like at the end of the day I think war is bad, but like you're you're not doing this thing of pitting other humans against each other. Like most of those games try to make it to where human beings are the same, right? And everyone's together and everyone's just kind of living and then there isn't like an outside alien threat like that's the kind of thing thing right it's like we're talking about general human survival and that's the point of it as opposed to like a lot of these things where it's like you're telling me this is about general human survival when in actuality we know that this is off of like need for control of resources and not really just like you know so it's it's very very weird yeah, like the only way I think I would be more okay if they didn't maybe like between like this and another country, if you could play like both sides, because there's usually always is you, you hear one side of the story, right? And they'll always try to make that one like this is the good one, but that's not always the case. So what if it was a game where there's like two sides of a story and it really just comes down to, you know, what it is they believe in, and it may not be that one is really good over the other, it's just that there's just different variables and one may believe that they are but the other may believe they are and you get to see their perspective and not it just being this one's bad this one's bad we're good we're good because some yeah. this is how it is in a lot of cases like a lot of things on war is like it's not always just one it's not side black and white. In there. yeah it's not right it's usually there's some other stuff some underhanded stuff that you find out you know later on that's why they don't want you to know nothing <laughs> right that absolutely that. yeah And again, it's, like, there's something, like, very weird and, like, icky about, like, building an entire set out of, like, that's supposed to kind of mock slash represent, like, oh, this is how they live. This is how, you know, we're we're putting you in that environment. It's, like, you're not creating or recreating a fictional world. You're literally just badly portraying a different culture. You're antagonizing a different culture, and that's not okay. 
Like, and I've seen, like, and that's the thing, like, I, I know that these type of press events for, like, these types of games exist and have existed for a while, but, like, some of them I've seen and heard, like, this, like, oh, they took us to play paintball, and we split up and we played, and they, like, had, like, me- replicas of the guns in the game as, like, paintball guns. Like, to me, that's, cute. that's a way to do a press event, right? And then you show them the game, right? That makes more sense than like oh yeah our game has this and we're going to put you in that environment and tell you how the bad guys live and then you're gonna fight them Ugh. what Ugh. yeah yeah that's thing <laughs> definitely let us know in those comments in the chat as we're doing this live for sure uh we would love sorry to, to hear... bring it down y'all no you didn't do it they did it mm. <laughs> we're just talking about it <laughs> let's bring it back to some good stuff because i do see some um some Positive potentially news. good news Who wants to get into those um i could take this one yeah. all right so uh Castlevania the Game Boy Advance Collection, which is Circle of Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, and Aria of Sorrow, could potentially be a thing. Um, so there has been a rating in the databases in Australia and South Korea of these potentially, you know, being a thing. Um, these were games that, of course, came out on Game Boy Advance back in, like, the early to mid-2000s. And it took after the uh, Symphony of the Night, which became the whole Metroidvania and how that became a thing. And it was very successful. So the Game Boy games did all that. I unfortunately didn't play these because I wasn't into Castlevania yet. That's another story. But um, if you're someone who did like these, um, it's not confirmed, you know, right now because Konami hasn't said anything because, you know, um, Konami. But... There is a possibility that there could be a um, collection of these coming up, and I would honestly like to see that. Um, they did release a collection, um, was it a, a two years ago? A two to three years ago? Um, with the o- older ones, with um, Castlevania 1 to 3, um, Bloodlines, um, some of them was on Game Boy Color. Well, Game Boy, Game Boy and Game Boy Color, whichever. And... That came out on like um, all the platforms and then also, of course, on PC. And then they eventually made an update to where there was the Japanese versions of, as well, because some may have like a few minor differences, but it was nice to see that there. So for them to make um, another collection, I would like to see that. Um, I would also like for Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood to um, come to PC too, because they released that like on PlayStation exclusively. Don't know why y'all did that to me. But yeah, I would definitely be okay with that, and then maybe um, get a re-release for the ones that were on DS. That, of course, also followed the um, Metroidvania style. Like, if you like Metroidvania yeah. style, all oh, these games were it for you. And there was yeah, like at least six was... of them in total. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for this. I'm very excited for this because I I like the Castlevania game series. They're a lot of fun. Um, I, th- I think it's gonna be like. I hope that this comes and like the Metroidvania like style is also for me. So like, yes, 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 one hundred percent, yes. Please give it to me now, 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 now. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I I am the person. I am the one person in the in the podcast that hasn't played a Castlevania game. I think I've played maybe a demo on PS3 or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a game series that it looks very visually appealing. It's definitely one yeah. of those that are I just happen to not have played it, you know what I mean? Um, 
but I, I would definitely, I would like to see it. I would like to give it a try. I would like to, you know, maybe, you know, watch someone play it first and see their, you know, maybe one of you play it first and then I'll be like, oh, okay, let me get into it. Um, I just, yeah, I love that we're at a time in gaming and I feel like we've said this so often, but uh, I love that we're at a time in gaming where like, preservation is becoming like a thing where like we're getting these like older games that were seen by so many people as like iconic or like very critically acclaimed and they're kind of making a comeback and it's so exciting and it also makes yeah. you think that ooh maybe uh, if they if this does well would there be interest for another game that's kind of in that style either it be a Castlevania game or like maybe just a new series in general um, you never really know, right? Where do they come from? Is is this a market test? Is this uh, fan service? Either way, I it's a good thing, I think. Like, even if the game doesn't yeah. sell super well, the fans that have been waiting for it, they're going to be super happy about it. So it's a win-win situation, I feel. Um, yeah. It's just so exciting. And yeah, Spin is saying it in chat. It's like PS1 and, and GBA graphics are kind of coming back. And it's really cool yeah. to see it. <laughs> Yeah, I really appreciate that, like, that we've gone to as the graphical processing of consoles and PCs has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger. Like, yes, we're getting people who want to go ultra realistic and like beautiful scenes and, and that and the ultra realistic style. But then we have people who are saying, oh, I just want to make something that's just like pretty artistically. And that could be with like 8-bit art or you know, uh, cell shading and those types of things. And that's expanding a lot. And like, that's what I'm here for in gaming is people using it as that art medium that really it's does. That's what it is. It's someone with art telling a story that you get to control. And I'm so happy that we're seeing that again. Yes. Yeah. yeah um, I think with these games, um, I mean, there's definitely interest, it's just that Konami weren't releasing these, and so we ended yeah. up getting Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. And they also, was it Circle of the Moon as well? Circle of the Moon was more so like a, like the old school 2D Castlevania games, and then the um, Ritual of the Night was more like Symphony of the Night. It was made by the same person who made those games, just that Konami wasn't, you know, Konami was being Konami. Right. Those, yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely, you know, a want for these games. And plus, Bloodstained is get Ritual of Night is getting a sequel. So it's like, yeah. If yeah, people Konami, want this. People yeah, people want, want this. And Konami has just been Konami. Just So I'm glad that they're re-releasing these. I'm glad that they're coming out on more platforms because, I mean, now we don't have to worry about, like, them being lost in time again. Um, especially if they're coming out on PlayStation that does backwards compatibility now, finally. And Xbox that does it, and then I'm going to, of course, since it comes to the Switch, please don't let the next Nintendo console not be backwards compatibility. I will cry. Oh my god. But Let's not do that. We breathe. We yeah, breathe. Right? <laughs> We're like, yeah, so. But to see a lot of these games, you know, start to come back, I think it's very good, and now they're on platforms that support backwards compatibility, so they'll actually be there and not Stick be around. Like, a, yeah. a pain to go find. Like, all right, you have to go buy an old console to find it, or you know, go on the seven seas. Well, well, well. You got to do what you got to do, Alyssa. Sometimes that nostalgia feel can only be achieved in uh, certain ways. And yeah, put you, it out there. You just got to do it. 
Yeah, like people want to buy it, so put it out there. That's the same thing I've always said about all these games that people like always say like older games and people go and like pirate them. I'm like, look, people will buy these if they put them out there. Yep. It's just that you don't give them a way to do it. Like if you put it there and make it reasonably priced, people people will buy it. It's been shown almost every time. Like they put this out there, this comes a thing, people are gonna buy it. I will buy it. Will I get to it? I have no idea. But I'll buy it because I want this continue to be a thing. I might buy it and never play it because it's way down on the list, but I will buy it. Yeah, because exactly. I want I want them to con- I want them to know that yes, it's something we want. Do it. Do it. Do it now. Give yeah, it to me right. now. <laughs> um. Well, we're circled. We're circling right around onto some. I guess this is not like horrible, but this isn't like the second story. But it's you know it's it's definitely not good news uh, for well it's for not good news for in, some of the people right it's not good <laughs> news for people involved so we have a little story uh, there was a sword a Pokemon Sword and Shield lawsuit and um, the Pokemon company has officially settled so what happened was um there was going to be a pokemon sword and shield strategy guide that i guess some photos of it leaked online before the game came out um so which in turn now they have to pay the pokemon company a hundred and fifty thousand dollars uh each person by the way each yeah each person who was a part of leaking the documents um so this is all um from court documents that um came out uh recently and so um yeah apparently so what happened was there were some screenshots of a discord chat and then they realized that uh, the people who took the photos were people that were working for the strategy guide company, which makes a lot of sense, you know. Sometimes that's how they do it a lot of the times. Um, and they just, you know, wanted to share it on Discord. Um, but then Pokemon Company basically alleged that it, even though it's a Discord server, it's like a worldwide server because technically it's not like it's like a a super like a private server so anyone could have access to it and obviously discord themselves have access to all of the information that is posted on there so definitely not something that the pokemon company wanted um and yeah it's basically like it's not cute there was a hashtag hashtag game freak lied um due to all of the leaks that happened and then obviously you know more leaks took place and um it, the game ended yeah. up leaking it was like a whole thing um yeah <laughs> it's just messy yeah it's a little messy i it's it's weird because like you know, I know that the Pokemon, like the Pokemon company is huge, right? And so it's like them suing the little guy for, for, for this leak. It always sucks because you're like, okay, well, you know, this person doesn't have the money that the Pokemon company has. But then you also think about it and you're like, <clears throat> you know, this is someone's like game that they've been working on and they want people to see when it's done and whatever the case may be right and they haven't released a preview of it because they didn't want someone to see it before it was done 
And when someone releases it, one, it builds hype and then people get upset because then they're like, well, it's not exactly what I thought it was going to be from the leaks. It's like, yeah. yeah, but a leak is not the game, right? It's not the mm-hmm. thing. And so it then tarnishes your name as a company as well because then people have expectations of you. And so it's always weird because I'm just like, if anybody, I think Kogan and I were talking about this um, right before uh, Ruby joined us in, uh, and we were like, if somebody asked me to pay them $150,000, I'd be like, in a few hundred years, maybe, I don't have that much money. I don't know when I'll ever have that much money, right? right? But it's just like, it's like crazy because like this person works for the publisher of their, of the strategy guide, right? So they're probably not making $150,000 a year, right? So it's just like that amount of money is so ridiculous and what is that going to fix for the pokemon company nothing you know I you could have just i don't know i mean the only thing i can think of if, it, if it's just they want to like put it out there is that this is something we're not going to tolerate because yeah. i don't like do you all really expect to get that what that's a that's a total of three hundred thousand dollars like you really think you're gonna get that from them? I mean, I'm not sure how this whole process would go. Like when you owe that much money, because I don't, I hope not to. But it's like I don't know. I don't think you'd be getting that in my lifetime. And <laughs> right. I mean, I kind of, I get. I mean, I kind of get both sides to it because, yeah. like, when things get, it's not like things get leaked all the time, and nothing really gets done about it. But the thing is, with Nintendo, they were like in some you no know, hot water. With the whole national deck situation and how people were feeling about the game that was coming out, um, so I can see like why they feel that that might have hurt it a little bit. Though, if I have to be honest, they did that to themselves. I'm not going too much into that, but it's not like they were 100% honest about everything. So, but I can get why if a yeah. strategy guide comes out and then they release, um, you know, for certain parts of it publicly why that would be an issue. But I mean, people do that all the time. So I'm not sure if it's just because if things were just, you know, if they were having you no know, issues with people in the game or was it to send a message or was there something, you know, particular that they did with this leak? I'm not exactly sure. But I mean, I don't know how they plan on getting all that money. I, I, I'm honestly curious because that's a lot. Yeah. And it's, and it's not like they're poor. I mean, well, the people who are pro, you know, owe the money, they might be. But like the Pokemon company, no. Pokemon yeah. is like the most. It makes the most money on the planet. Yeah. I'm like, y'all don't really need that. In fact, y'all should have put that into other things in the game. <clears throat> but, mm-hmm. you know. Well, look, I as much as I'll give the Pokemon, I, 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 the Pokemon company is is crap because they they do a bunch of stuff they shouldn't be doing but i'm gonna blame nintendo for not building a console that could hold all of the stuff that probably should have been in that game because because the leaks of the game did have a bunch of stuff in it and i think pokemon company was like oh and nintendo was like oh it's gonna slow down the console too much you gotta take (laughs) half that out is what I is is what I think happened. So like I blame the Pokemon company for just being greedy and wanting money <laughs> and being like, oh, we, we don't want people to do these things anymore. But then also I blame Nintendo for like for the game part of it, right? Like the game wasn't what people expected, and I don't think it was Game Freak. I think it was that 
the Pokemon Company and Game Freak tried to build a bigger game than I think the the Switch could handle at the time. I mean, it would depend on what was taken out. Like, what, what yeah. I don't know what what was exactly because, like, I I'm gonna be honest. After like the a whole thing, like with how Twitter was about it, I kind of just muted Pokemon around like launch <laughs> because yeah. I was like, I don't want to see this anymore. So I'm not exactly sure like what was taken out or what the Switch couldn't handle because it it depends on like what they what they were taking out and what they were trying to do. But a little bit more, you know, transparency with you yeah. know the fan base goes. No, a it's long true. way. True. No, no, definitely true. Yeah. I don't know why these companies don't do that, but I think like, I mean, first and foremost, it's like leaking things is not cute. Um, it's like you, yeah, they're a big corporation, and yeah, like I don't know. It's like what, like what are you thinking? Like, did you, did you think that Nintendo and Pokemon Company weren't gonna do anything? Like, probably. Like, hello? Like, do you know who you're working for? Like, Jesus. Um, But, like, you know, yeah, that's one shitty thing on on that side, right? It's like, you don't leak things. They probably, they they have people that they're paying to have, like, their marketing push, their marketing campaigns. And everything has its timing. Everything has its thing. And, um, yeah, that's the first thing. And there's a a huge problem with consent obviously with with that of like yeah you know people's work and blood sweat and tears that they put into it being just like announced into the world or showcased into the world without them consenting to it i think that's very shitty does that warrant a hundred and fifty thousand no. dollars no especially for the reasonings that they're saying it's like the damages that came from the game like as far as like reputation isn't directly correlated to the case it's not like people were like oh you know the pokemon game looks disgusting and it's like let's say like a year or two before the game comes out it's like of course the game is going to look disgusting yeah charge them money because they're going to make you look bad and it's going to make the company's reputation look bad but if the issue is like the national decks, for example, not being a thing, what does that have to do with them leaking a couple screenshots from the strategy guide? That's that right. to me is like where things don't really match and where things don't really make too much sense. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, I guess there's a bit of controversy about the game, but also it's not because of the leaks necessarily so you know it's yeah, yeah. yeah it's weird it's it's weird they they you know it, they they want to blame it on that and it's like it, it's definitely part, it's it's your fault you you dropped the ball with like you heard feedback before about certain things and you just were like we're gonna double down and stick to that and you just gonna have to deal right it's like with i i think the a prime example of that is microsoft with the release of the xbox one like when they released it all of the stuff that leaked before they doubled down at the beginning right and they were like yeah we doubled down and this and this is how it's going to be and blah 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 blah. and then what they did was they turned around they said you know what we were wrong they pulled back on the stuff that they doubled down on and granted that the console didn't sell as well as they would have liked that generation but by the end of of the xbox one ps4 generation they had built a better like brand and 
brand goodwill with gamers because they were like, yeah, we messed up. Like doubling down on this thing that the end like that our fans and you know and people who use our products are upset about. We should have just listened. We could have said, yeah, this is how it's going to be when it releases, but we're going to listen to your feedback and we're going to change it. But they doubled down, got upset. People said, we won't buy your console. They didn't. And then that's what happened. Developers didn't develop for you as much as you would have liked, you know, and now people want Xboxes and Xbox Game Pass because Xbox said, we screwed up and we're going to fix it. Yeah. I think one thing about the, um, I guess, why they probably went after them, because here's the thing about leaks that I didn't think about. Usually when leaks happen, they don't know who did it. It just, it's a, a leak happens, and then the next thing they know, it's out in the wild. But they don't know who did it. In this case, they know who did it. And that, that could be a, a big thing as to why they went after them directly, compared to where before when leaks happen, it's just, well, that's it. But they don't know who did it, so who are they going to go at? In this case, they know exactly who. So, I mean, I still don't think they should be charging that much money. But, I mean, considering they know who... I mean, the, the industry, they're not the biggest fan of leaks. I mean, some of the fans are a fan of leaks. I'm not going to lie. If it's if it's a season pass that I paid for, I'm okay. I'm a little bit okay with leaks. Kind of. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'd like to know what, you, what you're trying to charge me for in the future. But, like, I in this situation, it's like... With them knowing who they are, they're, they're going to go after them. But usually, anytime there's leaks, there's like, who who did it? And they don't know. It's just so it came from somewhere, but not exactly where. Right. I think this is definitely sending out a message to people. Uh, and definitely saying like, hi if you fuck with us we're gonna sue you and we will drag you to hell and back so uh it's definitely a a warning a warning sign for sure which i mean it's their content it's it makes sense that they wouldn't want people to leak it um but you know I think it is a bit excessive. It's not like people were leaking people's personal information or, you know, anything wild like that, which that is never okay, obviously. But in a situation like this, it's like, come on, it's... I mean, I mean, okay, one of them is like, it was the full last game. So for that, I'm like, okay, y'all, y'all are doing too much. But with, like, the screenshots, I'm like, okay, really? Like, it's... Yeah, I, I don't think it's the same me. level of, like... yeah. You know what I mean? But, well, that's that. <laughs> it's what it is. It is what it is, y'all. Listen, we uh, have talked about some news and some things like that. So let's talk about what we're up to instead of talking about big companies and what they're up to. You know what I mean? Like, what have y'all been playing? What have, what have y'all been doing? I stare. <laughs> yeah, so I've been playing um, Dead by Daylight because they added in Resident Evil, and I get to play as Jill Valentine and Claire Redfield because they made a legendary skin. So I run Ooh, around fierce. surviving. <laughs> yes. Um, and then because they added the Yakuza series to Xbox Game Pass, I have started that. Ooh. So I am now doing that, and it is fun. I'm very, it's very good, and I'm having the time of my life. <laughs> well, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. And then school all the time. 
sorry for not being here last week, everyone. My internet said no talking about uh, E3 for you. <laughs> right. Do you want to, do you want to, we, we did share a couple of your thoughts on E3, but do you want to share some thoughts on E3? Uh, let's see. Um, the Xbox conference was my favorite. Uh, I'm ready for Redfall and yes. Bad for Blood is also super exciting. So that's where I'm at. Hi. Hello. Oh, and Forza <laughs> Horizon. Uh, also excited for that. That's going to be fun. So. Iconic. Yeah. What about you, Koga? Yep. Uh, so I've I've been continuing Yasuka Five. I oh boy, so I finally got past the part that was kind of like this is a nosedive. So it's start it's starting to pick up from here, but I don't I really don't understand like why you made me spend this, like two three hours doing some of this stuff. But I'm past that, so at least getting past that, so that's good. Um, I was trying to, I've been playing Guilty Gear Strive. Now, this came out about two weeks ago, and it's actually doing the best that Guilty Gear has ever done. Um, it is a fighting game, um, that, um, it got announced, like, about two years ago. And it's a series that's been out since, like, the late 90s, but it never really picked up. It's been known to be, people say it's a good game, yeah. the soundtrack is great, but it didn't do always do the best in terms of sales i know the net code has been kind of crap until now too but that's another thing it uses robot net code thank god and so if the online experience is good people so far are really liking the game so it's doing pretty well i do like it so far and there is a story mode though the story mode it's pretty much like a four-hour movie like you, you don't fight you just watch things happen i have not gone through this entire thing yet so i'll get to it at some point but yeah love it so far okay one more thing yes get into it ah! yes the switch okay. has been acquired so y'all know what this us. means one of us they're gonna release the new one now yeah expected announcement by the end of fall <laughs> gonna <laughs> do it because they're just gonna be like all right it's time so, gamescon uh, in two months you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so i got this about i it, it arrived like thursday i ordered it about was it monday or tuesday and this this one they it took them a minute to get this one it's like you could get the animal crossing one but I don't really play Animal Crossing. I don't hate it. I just never got around to it. Yeah. And of course, me coming back to Switch, I have found two problems. All these games the full price. And there was a sale, though, like this past week. Here's the problem. Since I didn't have a Switch at the time, they didn't let me buy it, anything. It's like, oh, you had oh. to have something connected to it. So I'm like, is Nintendo telling me that, no, I can't give the money right now? Yes, that's what they did. So I'm like, no way. And also, um, I had their online... I hate this. I had their online service. And because I had to sell mine like two years ago because I got laid off the same month I was about to move. That's so... Rude. I did... I, I thought that when I got a new one, I renewed my membership and I'd be fine. All of my save data is gone i have to unlock no. all the smash brothers characters all over again i have to start <laughs> super mario odyssey all over again i didn't start you... breath of the wild so i don't have to start out over again. are you serious yes, no. i have to start oh my god not this everything all over again my heart hurts 
but it's Nintendo, so I don't know why I'm not. I don't know. Like the Smash Brothers, it doesn't. There is a method to where it doesn't take that long. It's just. It's literally a case of pick just custom rules you and your the second player and keep running across the screen for like 20 minutes i don't know why it's like that it goes off of distance and you do that and then you can like you after that you'll like fight a character it's one of the ways to unlock you fight a character you beat them you unlock them you do it like after a match for some unknown reason they have a 10 minute cooldown on this to get around this cooldown you have to turn the game off and turn it back on oh my god I had to do this like two years ago and I said, I'm never doing this again. That was a lie because here I am <laughs> doing it again. Oh no. Nintendo said, guess what, Mimi? <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> so, yeah. And it's strange going back and like, there's a bunch of games that I do want. I still like have like all my games that I had are still there. I did buy um, Hatsune Miku Project Diva Mega Mix because of course I did. But all these other games are like full price. My roommate wants me to buy um, Monster Hunter Rise, which I was originally planning on getting on the uh, PC. It's a full sixty dollars. Um, the new Mario uh, Golf is a full sixty. I'm like, yep. oh, we're back. And this said full price. That's what Look, you get. Yeah, like I'm on PC, so you got to understand that when a game comes out, I can get it like pretty much like. Discount it. Like Guilty Gear just came out and the deluxe edition is like $85. I got it for $62. This is the type of discounts that I deal with. So I'm not used to wait a minute. Go to Walmart is ten dollars off at least. Because I mean, but is it still shipping? Because <laughs> then that tax. Because I was gonna do that. I was like, okay, ten dollars, but then I looked at it I was like, so it's five dollars less for a physical copy. I'd rather pay the full sixty and just download it. Um, I might get it like at a, at a at a future point is just that it's other stuff I want to and it's all at maximum price and I hate it but on the bright side I am glad to have a switch again um, yes. it is I have my um, protective case supposed to come in today I did order a pro controller because joy the joy con grip is all right but it's not the most optimal thing and of course I did get an ethernet adapter because I'm not playing on Wi-Fi <laughs> that's I'm a good idea on, I'm not playing smash on Wi-Fi so I mean, it's, it's overall good. It's just it's a little bit of a downer to have to like start over on a lot of things. But with the games that are coming up, like um, House of the Dead remake, I really want that. Um, Super Mario, well, the Mario Party Superstars, I want that. Um, there's a lot of stuff coming out that I want. So yeah. at least I'll get to play those and probably add them to my backlog of everything else. But like <laughs> I said, be thankful. Thank me. Because a new Switch is going to be announced. And you're not all going to be able to get it because scalpers. Be yeah. Yeah. Don't thank me for that part, though. Thank yeah, you for the, no, no, no. The, the yeah. yeah, we're not responsible for that. Only for the announcement. Only for the announcement. I'll be able to get the new console in two years. Great. <laughs> Love that. Like, a, a few years after getting the PS5, you know what I mean? Uh, after we all are able to get the PS5. Um, <laughs> no, um... I have just wrapped up my Sega Pride campaign, so I played a little bit of Jet Set Radio. That game was just as fun as it was infuriating. <laughs> like, I had so much fun, but I also was like, why are you doing this to me? Um, it, it's, yeah, it's so chaotic, though, and it's so fun. And you can't really be mad at it, you know what I mean? Like, you get annoyed sometimes, but you can't really be mad mad. 
So there there was that. Um, loving Sonic Mania. I knew I was gonna love it, and I'm finally I finally started playing it. And I love it. Okay. Uh, the mixture of nostalgia with new levels, the music, everything about it is just like chef's kiss it's so good uh and it's another like example of like you take an older game or a game style and you kind of bring it to like with like new technology and you're like ooh, like the graphics are just so smooth and like sonic is like very like pat everyone is kind of like not like a it's kind of like a pastel tone rather than just like a, a full-on just like boring like blue it's like you know what i mean it's like it has like depth to it the yeah. pixels and stuff like that really really neat really really neat um i've been enjoying uh, a little bit of final fantasy the, the name is so difficult it's like final fantasy it's tactics but it's like free and it's there's like gotcha to it and there's like a final fantasy one event going on so i'm trying to get the warrior of light to join my team i know that they're doing a tomb raider event they announced it sometime um which i'm super excited for i can't wait to be lara croft just like everyone else has like a bow and arrow and like they're doing all of that and i'm just like pew 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 um love that for me yeah they announced it in the tomb raider anniversary stream they, they said that they were going to have a, a final fantasy brave exvius war of the visions i think that's what it's called uh collab um so yeah i'm excited for that um i've been playing that game basically every day it's it's really cute like i haven't played final fantasy tactics in a long time so it's a really cute like you know um way of of get, kind of getting back into it um what else have i been doing i've been doing some ttrpgs i know it's not like gaming i don't know if you would consider that gaming but it's nerdy stuff so mm. um so yeah i i played um i did like an original uh story uh with pants Trey bien uh we did chaotic D, &D um just a one-shot situation and then today actually right before the stream uh i played a, a one shot of a, an upcoming game called ignite which is all about like you're a track star like a racing star and everyone is like you can get into like interpersonal like drama there's press conferences there's uh intrigue there's it's it's so much fun i had a blast playing it so i'm definitely excited for that uh, game to come out and hopefully, you know, play it and do a little campaign of it in the future. That would be super fun. Um, I think that's basically it for me. I haven't been doing, like, a lot, a lot of gaming these days. Well, I have a little bit, but um, not too, too much. Uh, so, but yeah, let us know what you've been playing, what you've been up to, all of that fun stuff. Um, and yeah, let's talk about where people can find us, any, like, you know, things that we want to promote and all that fun stuff. Um, let's change it up a little bit. Let's start with Koga this time. Mm. Okay. <laughs> um, you can find me here and on Twitter at Koga slash underscore Jangles. Um, should be um, tomorrow morning doing Sega Saturn Sundays. I may change that to maybe just retro. Because eventually I'm going to want to do other things outside of that. Then I could just switch it to Sega. But then you get tired of that, might switch to other things. But... Regardless, as of right now, still going to be Sega Saturn Sunday. And that should be tomorrow, um, I would say, in between 8 to 10 o'clock Central. It usually depends on if my roommate gets up and are we going to the store before. <laughs> so, um, outside of that, um, not sure. I should be streaming throughout the week. I'm not sure what I'm going to be playing because I now have a bunch of Switch games. So, I might be playing Hatsune Miku throughout the week. And, and I'm still waiting on my Soundvoltex controller to get here, but it's not early 
July yet. So, oh, so but, close. yeah, that's yeah. Hopefully so. <laughs> Want it? Um, how about yourself, Jam? I you can find me everywhere at Jam underscore five eight nine nine Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You can catch my hot takes on Twitter. Yeah, I'm there doing clown things, and then you know, always talking about coming back, and then you know, not because I'm a bad streamer. No. <laughs> and then um, let's see, and you know, you can you can catch what I'm usually trying to promote at the time, which is usually some like scientific article that someone wrote that I'm like, here, read this thing that you might not understand, but. On my streams, sometimes we read through them and we talk about how to understand science better. Yeah. And then we play Cuphead, you know, making science accessible to everyone because that's how it should be. Hell yeah. Yeah, please yes. follow you? follow them. Yes. Yes, it's me. My name is Ruby. I go by Project Ruby on most platforms. Um, the Project Ruby on TikTok. Um Tomorrow, uh, well, at the time of this recording, uh, Sunday the 27th, uh, I'm going to be hosting a panel on queer media featuring Cheritomo, a game designer and writer. We're going to have Ned, Ned, not, that's not his name, Ed Nightingale, a video games reporter. Uh, we're going to have Kiso, a musician, and Tiffany Witcher, a voice actor, VTuber, streamer extraordinaire. And we're going to be talking about queer media because everyone works in different fields in media and they're queer. And we're going to be talking all about that, their experiences, the industry that they work in, all that fun stuff, and sometimes not so fun stuff that comes with it. Uh, but just wonderful conversations right before I take a week off uh more info on that on my twitter uh i'm gonna be i'm gonna be doing a, a, a celebration soon but I'm, I'm first i'm gonna take you know monday through friday off and then i'll be back for our podcast and then maybe for a very special sunday stream next week so we'll, we'll see i'll keep you informed um and i think that's about it definitely check out our the rest of our wonderful co-hosts who couldn't make it to today's episode the links are in our descriptions uh for you know the podcast services i guess they're called show notes over there a description on youtube all that fun stuff the podcast will be out either monday or sunday because you know we're just trying our best we're just trying to figure out what works for us we're just finding our rhythm but it will be up eventually <laughs> That's a promise. Um, and we'll be back next week with more wonderful gaming conversations. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a safe and wonderful week, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.